Hi, my name is Dr. Mark Allen Derry, and I'm an infectious diseases specialist in New Orleans. Just as a reminder that COVID-19 and the human immunodeficiency virus do share the same risk factors. Hi, my name is Doc Griggs, and I'm a community medicine doctor and health literacy expert. This is the Noise Filter Podcast, where an infectious diseases physician, that's me, and a health literacy and communications expert, that's me, talk about what you need to know about COVID-19. You can find more information about this show and our other daily live updates and Q&A show at noisefiltershow.com. So let's get started. All right, welcome to Noise Filter. This is Dr. Mark Calendary. Doc Griggs is not able to be with us today. So let's go ahead and get started. Healthcare jobs on the rise. Now, healthcare jobs are expected to grow 15% in the next decade, which is faster than average of all other occupations. Reason for this massive growth are longer lifespans, aging populations, and the growth of chronic conditions. Now, with the pandemic, this number could expand even more, according to the New York Times. There's an increased attention to health. Researchers at LinkedIn were studying jobs that had been pushed by the pandemic. They found that the pandemic had intensified the demand for certain healthcare positions, the first being nurse practitioners, followed by home health and personal care aides, mental health specialists, massage therapists, and respiratory therapists. Nurse practitioners. The overall growth of nurse practitioners is expected to be greater than 50% in the next decade, with a shift of focus to preventative care and care for the aging population. The Bureau of Labor Statistics is predicting that 11 million additional nurses are needed to avoid further shortage. Home health and personal care aides. Overall employment in this group is expected to increase by 34% because of the aging boomer generation and the growing elderly population. This group of workers is the sixth fastest growing occupation in the country. President Biden is planning to address the industry's low wages and invest in the infrastructure of caregiving, whether in a private home, assisted living, or nursing homes. Mental health specialists. This group of healthcare jobs is expected to grow by 25%. Some of the fastest growing positions include behavior therapists, mental health technicians, and psychotherapists, but other jobs include social workers and risk reduction managers. Massage therapists. This field is expected to grow by 21% as more providers learn the benefits of massage in conjunction with treatment plans. For instance, gentle massage in older patients can assist with relaxation and circulation. Respiratory therapists. This field is expected to grow by 19%. They focus on heart and lung problems, and the increased development of chronic conditions serves an increased need for respiratory therapists. Lastly, I do want to talk about what people are referring to as the Fauci effect. We are seeing increases in medical school and in public health school as well, largely due to the pandemic. And it's great that we are seeing more young people, especially more young people of color that are looking toward the STEM sciences, but particularly medicine and public health as career options. And as my co-host, Doc Griggs says, come on in, the water is warm. So we're so glad to have all these young people coming over into the STEM sciences and the public health and medicine. We'll see you soon. More jobs, but less people working. 
Now, it's no secret that millions of people were affected by the reduction of work hours or job losses during the pandemic. However, according to NBC News, there are more jobs available now than ever before the pandemic, but people aren't signing up. In fact, there are nearly 15 million unfilled job vacancies in mid-March. Now, as more states have lowered vaccination age requirements to include almost all working age residents, Americans are seeking normalcy once again by getting on planes, going to the gym, and going out to eat. Employers across many job sectors like amusement parks, gyms, and airlines are holding massive job fairs and calling furloughed workers to come on back. But the civilian labor force participation rate, the government's measurement of who are working or who are unemployed but actively seeking work, has only recovered by about half. This is partly due to workers being discouraged after sending out resumes in droves in January and February only to receive rejection after rejection. They may not have gotten the message that the job market is doing better now. Other reasons that workers are still hanging back may include child care issues, maybe managing remote learning, family obligations, holding out for better opportunities, making more money from the combination of stimulus and unemployment payments, and ongoing concerns with the coronavirus and personal safety. Also, nearly half of job seekers are requesting remote work, but they would need to transition to jobs that require retraining and reskilling. That requires knowing what skills are in demand, having the ability to use a computer and internet connection to obtain them, and the funds to go through educational courses. Now, some of that burden lies on the worker to make sure they're relevant and competitive in their new chosen field. So, companies are now doing everything they can to coax people off the sidelines by increasing wages, allowing for more remote work, and looking at skills and not just experience. While the pandemic started with historic layoffs and job uncertainty, workers may come out of it with more bargaining power than they had in a while. Now is the time to start job searching once again, because as workers, now we have some leverage. COVID cookbook. Some of the most common symptoms people experience that alert them to the fact that they have coronavirus is the loss of taste and smell. For most people, these senses have been coming back after a few weeks. For others, it's lingering and disconcerting. However, there is hope as a couple of chefs have teamed up to develop a cookbook that can bring back the joy of eating to people that haven't recovered those senses yet. According to ABC News, the cookbook Taste and Flavor was written by chefs Ryan Riley and Kimberly Duke. It blends aspects of culinary science and medical research by looking at taste, smell, and other sensory perceptions. While the recipes in the book won't cure the loss of taste and smell, they can help people still find enjoyment in eating while those senses recover on their own. Researchers have noted that for some patients, when they do regain smell, fragrances they used to enjoy now smell different, maybe even unpleasant to them. This could be due to olfactory cells having to rewire as they recover. Chef Riley said that his work showed that many people who experience these symptoms are still able to test certain flavors, such as sugar, salt, lemon juice, or even the bitterness of coffee. He also found that when taste and smell are altered, other senses can help people enjoy their food with certain textures. This can include stimulating saliva with a umami flavor and stimulating the trigeminal nerve, which regulates spicy food sensations like stinging, cooling, or even burning. 
Chef Riley explained that smell accounts for 80% of taste. So the chef satisfied that sense by adding ingredients such as vinegar, pepper, and mint. The chef said that garlic and onion, which normally are excellent basis for many dishes, are found to be repulsive to patients suffering from altered taste and smell. So those ingredients are left out. For people experiencing these symptoms, it's not just food. Studies show that people who have lost these senses or had them altered in some way have experienced depression or other mood symptoms. A lack of smell can also put people at risk for fires and food poison as they lack the ability to smell spoiled food or even smoke. So finally, experts say that more research is needed into exactly how some senses are processed in the brain even before further treatments can be perfected. But for now, these thoughtful chefs are using food and simple recipes to provide hope for people that things will get better. Just as a reminder that COVID-19 and the human immunodeficiency virus do share the same risk factors. Doc Griggs? Thanks for listening to the Noise Filter Daily Podcast. Dr. Derry and I have a daily show at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time where we go into more detail on stories and answer your questions about COVID-19. You can find Doc Griggs at DocGriggs1 on social media, and you can find me at Dr. Mark Allen Derry or at D-R-D-E-R-Y. You can follow us at Noise Filter on Instagram, Noise Filter NOLA on Twitter, and for more information about us and the show, you can go to NoiseFilterShow.com. Hey, Doc Griggs, any last words? Remember, get checked, get fit, get moving. And remember to get some rest to boost your immune system. And Doc, protect yourself and others by staying home and please wear masks when you go outside. Remember, health is a human right. Right.